On today's JMO with Josh and Joe, we have popping champagne because the bad man is gone. Woo! Nick Saban has officially retired from terrorizing the college football world, more specifically the SEC, most specifically our LSU Tigers. Go Tigers. Go Tigers. Finally, finally. We talk about the legacy of Nick Saban, talk a little bit about Kalen DeBoer hiring, uh, then we'll talk a little bit more about some of the hirings in college football, some of the openings that are still there. Uh, go over a little more college football talk before we get into basically the coaching vacancies all over the fucking NFL. Just legends leaving. Legends leaving the game. Openings. Who's going to go where? Talk about the all the firings. Uh, then we move on to the basically the what, blowouts, mostly blowouts from the playoffs. Yeah, underwhelming to say the least. Yeah, so we, there was one good game. We get to each game, we we uh, talk about them, kind of go over, give our takes on everything, and then we end off with a preview of each game. We have well, we have some we have some interesting matchups coming up. We'll talk a little bit more about those, right? All right, let's rock and roll. Welcome to Jamo with Josh and Joe. It is Tuesday, January 16th, and Joe, pop the champagne because the bad man is finally fucking gone. He's out of here. Nick Saban has retired. He is gone. The 2023... Bama team killed him. They <laughs> single-handedly killed him. He, I think he exerted more energy this year than he ever has in his entire career. Um, at least he he might have exerted a lot of energy early on because you know losing to UL Monroe your first year, yeah, you, you you tend to it it wears on you. But um, he's just getting too old for this shit. That's he's basically Murtog from uh, Lethal Weapon. He's yeah. too old for this shit. Yep. No, that's. That really sums it up because, I mean, you can – I basically – the so basically what you're referring to is the interview from – with Reese Davis that um, he had. No, I'm just – I mean, I'm, yeah, kind of whenever I'm talking about like how he's – it's wearing on him. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that's what I'm talking about. I just – Nick Saban retiring is just all I'm ecstatic about. Oh, I, I, exactly. I mean that whole college football world is ecstatic. I posted that up on the Instagram page. And it's it's rightfully true. Like, yeah. I mean, we've he's, been buried, he's terrorized the college football since since the early two thousands. Yes, and I will say this: now that I I don't actually have to hate on the man anymore, and I can give him some little props and nope, such. No, nope, no, nope. I still hate him. No props. Okay. No. All right. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so when we won our national championship, our two thousand three national championship, uh, sole winner of the two thousand three national championship, uh, we. I was 13 years old. That stuck with me. That was the, that, that was one of the happiest times of my life at that point. Uh, we, watching LSU win the national championship. And then he went to Miami. I was like, okay, he wants to test his luck in the NFL. That's fine. And then it didn't work out and he came back. And then he went to Alabama. And that betrayal cut me so deep that it is still here. It's still I still feel it. Still can't be replaced. It, yeah, it's just it, I, I hated him, and then for years, from two thousand and seven till this past year, 
He's wrecked my fucking life. Every single time November 3rd came around or early November came around, I knew it was coming. I couldn't do anything to stop it. And I convinced myself and I somehow tried to keep convincing myself that we could win. And it just, I got what? We won three times since from 2007 to 2023. Maybe. I think we got four, a little more than that. Four. No, I think we got five on them. Yeah. I think we got, I think LSU got five on them. I think Auburn got six on them. Okay. And those um, were the most. We'll have to. Well, I mean, I know we were up there with the most, but I we'll, we'll have to ch- we'll have to check that. Um, I think we got less less than five. But regardless, he terrorized the SEC. He was just SEC championship games. All he was eleven and one in SEC championship games. Yep. You know the only one he lost. Which one? Or no? Hang on. The first one he won. Yeah, because he had he had twelve Western t- uh, Conference titles and he had eleven SEC uh, championships. championships. Right, eleven and one. His first one. Do you remember his first one? No. What was his first one? His first one was in two thousand two against Tennessee with Rohan Davey. Remember, Rohan Davey went down. Oh, you're talking about S- oh okay. yeah, Nick Saban's SEC championship. That's right. I, I wasn't thinking the LSU timeline, but yeah, yeah okay. His first one was it was he. LSU had no business. Uh, like it was Tennessee was already in the national championship game. They were uh, heavy, heavy favorites, and Rohan Davey went down. He was the gunslinger, and he was he. They the defense, the Tennessee defense had prepped for Rohan Davey, and then when he went down, he got hurt. Matt Mock came in, and Matt Mock, who won the the uh, was the quarterback for the 2003 national championship team, he was a runner. And they weren't planning for a running quarterback. Mm-hmm. He ran all over him. Diced him up, baby. First one. First SEC championship with LSU. Nick Saban. So it was, the, those were good times in my life. So was the only one he lost? To, uh, I'm trying to think. What Florida, 08. That's right. 08 Florida, Florida team. Florida. The, yep. The Tim Tebow era. That was it. Um, but, yeah. You know, it's he, he he went on a tremendous run. He terrorized the SEC. He terrorized college football. Like it was just it. it I I didn't like it. It was not fun. It was it was like I do remember. I I cried a little bit in 2019 when we went when we beat him. It was the first time we beat him in like years. I think it really was. He actually had that point at with Alabama that he was the status symbol. Basically, if you beat Alabama. There was good chances you were going to the national championship game. Correct, right? <laughs> I mean, and I know it's like beating a dead horse, but it's it, they they created a stand. He created a standard. He created a standard. Um, he's like, I don't know what what should he do now. It's going to be really interesting because like his life was just revolved around football. I'm curious to see if he gets an itch. The only time he would get an itch is after this season. Going into next off season, mm-hmm. that's the only time I think he's getting a point to his age where it's just not going to allow him to do it anymore. But if there's a certain situation that pops up, I, I, I almost want to say maybe even a pro situation, but I don't think so at this at this age. If there was a perfect college situation for him to, you know, go a few years to try to get that national championship, I could see him doing that because mm-hmm. I think he's still tied with the Bear, isn't he, with seven? Uh, I think Bear has six. 
Bear, Bear Bryant has six. Well, he has six championships with Alabama. He's tied with Bear at Alabama. He has. Oh, seven. that's right. He has seven total. That's right. He's. I mean, he's the most decorated call. If you just go look up crazy stats from Nick Saban, he has the the wildest fucking stats. He's number one coach of all the college coach of all time. Um, I do think co- being a head football coach for a college team. Wears you out more than being a head football coach for a NFL team. Oh, absolutely. You have more responsibilities. You have more duties to perform, and especially with the transfer portal added on. Yep, yep. I mean, the recruiting all already in and itself was a big thing. You've got to travel the entire nation, whereas NFL, a lot of times the scouts are doing most of all that. Right. And you don't have to worry about recruiting because you just you have the draft that comes around once a year, and like you said— the scouts do most of that work. Yeah, they do most of that work. You're you're drafting based off of an order, not trying to convince this kid to, you know, this high school kid to make up his mind of what he's going to do on his college future. Exactly. <laughs> very, very different. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Nick Saban's gone. Um, Did, were you surprised? Yes, yes. I was very surprised, actually. I had a feeling it was coming because... He was starting to go on the Pat McAfee show, and yep. he was kind of doing these commercials. He was doing these interviews and He's such. He's been doing commercials for years, though. He's uh, been doing commercials since the mid-teens, though. Well, no. I, I would say later part of his career, he started doing I think it was, he started in, like, 2016. Yeah. Okay. Later but, part but, of his career. Right, but the mid-teens. Yeah. That's, but I that, felt that, like he was— That's, like, almost 10 years I ago. felt like he was doing more, like, interviews, though— like like I said, he was on the Pat McAfee show every single Thursday. It just seemed very untypical of like he's Nick yeah, Saban. like he's he's kind of on his way out. He's kind of riding. He, I thought he was riding the wave. I didn't think he was going to be this off season, but as you alluded to, you know, the twenty twenty three season um, took it out of him. It took it out of him. But I, I will say this: I, there's a lot of fans that are saying he can't handle the NIL and transfer portal, oh, and can. I think that's so such bullshit. All right, I yes, I will compliment Nick Saban just one time. He has been one of the best coaches, if not the best coach, coach at making adjustments and in basically being able to keep up with the changes. Like he'll whine about it. Yeah. Oh yeah, he'll bitch about it. He'll, you will hear him bitch about it. Yes. He he, he, <laughs> he doesn't stay silent, but he has adapted to the changing sport of college football better than almost anybody any coach I've ever seen. I mean, this previous cl- draft class was the number two, or not draft class, the recruiting. Pre- recruiting class was the number two recruiting class in the nation. Yeah, and he 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 doesn't need to go to the transfer portal if he keeps recruiting kids like that. He doesn't need to, even though he still gets some kids from the transfer portal. He doesn't need to. Like the NIL deals, what are you talking about? He's they've been pay- paying players for since I can remember. Okay, now they can do it publicly. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? This is this is like basic. This is basic recruiting 101. Like you pay the players for sure. Now we can now they can just legally do it. That's one thing off of his checklist that he doesn't have to worry about. The rich was going to get richer in this situation. Right. It, like so I don't understand why he can't adapt to the NIL deals. That's stupid. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Just my opinion. I think it was more on the coaching side. Cuz if think about it, think about what happens every single year when people are trying to hire new coaches. They always pluck from the big guys. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, at a certain point, he was just losing. I mean, there's only so much coaching talent out there that you can actually get because um, at a certain point, the the well kind of 
dries up. I'm not, I mean, I get it. There's a lot of graduate, there's a lot of assistants, there's a lot of hungry guys that come up, up and away. But at a certain point, he started actually recycling coaches. Oh, he bringing them back, bringing coaches back, and trying to give them well, a recycle. It's more of like bringing in coaches that are going to listen to him, like and not do, not stray off. Because he's got he he knows what he needs to do, he knows what he wants to do, and he just needs to build a team around him. A lot of coaches these days have egos that are just really, really difficult to deal with. Yeah, and so I honestly I don't know. There wasn't really a big recognized name on this coaching staff. Uh, Tommy Reese was, he's kind of a youngster. He's, I mean, he's kind of up and coming, but I mean, this was his only year with Nick Saban. Kevin Steele had been with, you know, Nick Saban for quite some time. He ended up retiring this off season right before Nick Saban did. And then you just don't really hear much about the assistants either. So I think he had a lot of trouble with the coaches this year, Mm -hmm. um, as well as the team. Yeah. He can't do everything. Well, he used to be able to do everything. Now he can't. Um, Let's talk a little bit about his successor, uh, Kalen DeBoer. Great coach, uh, but good luck. Yeah, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> like you're you're literally. Yeah, it's a tough. It's it's the toughest act to follow. That's the toughest thing to follow. Is the greatest coach of all time. Like, yeah, I get it. Bear Bryant is awesome, but no, Nick Saban's the greatest coach of all time. And you're following that. Like, I know you're a good coach and everything, but good luck. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Good hire, tough task. They moved quick on that one, which I think is a good idea. I oh yeah, I I think um, I know you probably disagree, but the amount we took too much time when we hired Brian Kelly. Um, I think it, we needed to capitalize. We we took we needed to capitalize a little bit uh, before we actually did when we hired Brian Kelly. Because I just remember when we hired Brian Kelly, it was just like every coach was getting plucked. Luke Fickle. Um, Matt Rule, like all these coaches were just getting plucked out of nowhere, or uh, Billy Napier, like all these coaches, and we were just taking our sweet happy time. Um, I do like how, but I do like how Alabama moves fast. They did, um, and I think their situation was a little bit different because their roster is stacked with four and five star players that they're trying, they would like to retain, and the longer you drag that out, especially with the transfer portal and. You know, guys that are committed maybe to and decommitting, you want to try to slow that down as quickly slow as the, possible. Slow the, possible. Slow the bleeding, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there it, was even like, bandwagoner fans that were in the transfer portal. I mean, it's <laughs> it's kind of getting a little bit bad, but they like yeah, because you 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 hit the nail on the head. They had five star recruits decommit like within a day or two. Yes, they yes. and like you just saw them just dropping like flies. Hell, I I got a notification about a week like uh, not. Not a week ago, about a, a couple of days ago, of a five-star tight end, I believe, decommitted. Yep. Or entered the transfer portal. I can't remember which one. Which you knew was going to happen. Right. I understand. Yeah. And they, again, kudos to Alabama for getting the getting this shit done quick. Um. Yeah. I. We'll see how it goes. I'm just glad it's not going to be Nick Saban we played every year. Yeah. I'm just so happy about that. Yeah. Um, I I hate that it is Kalen DeBoer because. First of all, we I liked just, Kalen. We were Kalen DeBoer guys. I was saying I just started really liking him. I just learned his last name and how to pronounce it, for, mm-hmm. you know. And now I have to hate him. Yeah, yeah. It we it, it is it 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 does kind of suck. It yeah. does kind of suck. Um, we were big Kalen DeBoer guys. Now we're not. No, nope. anybody who goes to Alabama is immediately our enemy. Yep. Um. Yep. So Joe, 
I mean, do you, all right. Well, actually, do you have anything else on uh, Nick Saban and then Bama? I did have a quick little segment that I wanted to do was the uh, the coaches talks translator. Okay. So, just like Keelan Peel's angry, uh, Obama's angry translator. Yep. Same concept. So with the interview with uh, Reese Davis, I have a couple of quotes and mm-hmm. my interpretations of them. So Nick Saban said, people wanted assurances referring to, you know, coaches that he was hiring and, you know, wanting to know his retirement date. People wanted assurances, and it got harder and harder to be honest. Interpretation, I'm going to use his own quote. He probably had to say this on from time to time from a previous interview from Maria Taylor. I'm not going to, so quit asking. <laughs> he probably probably said that numerous times. And, and what is he talking about? He's he had he has a hard time being honest. Bitch, you've been lying since fucking mid two thousands. You lied and said you weren't good. You said verbatim, and I remember this because I trusted you. You said I will not be the next Alabama coach. Yep. You said that verbatim, and I believed you. And then a, a, a two weeks later, you're the Alabama fucking head coach. Okay. I don't believe you for shit. Yeah. And basically, the other thing was, the other interpretation, I have no idea when I wanted to retire. Which I don't think he did. I, You, you know what? I think this kind of like just sprung up on him. Yeah. For real. I think him and Miss Terry had like a sit down with him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they, they she, she discussed it. She was just like, Nick, I see way more gray hairs in your head than this year than last year. You're using way more dye. Uh, your wrinkles, they're they're very very um, noticeable on your face now, mm-hmm. and uh, she just she didn't have she she was she had it she had enough of it. She probably was calculating the um, the amount of aging that he was doing. Yeah, and at this rate, you know, because it was probably exponentially like growing, it, he would probably die on the field. Right, right, and she was she did not want that to happen. She didn't want to bear Brian. Do you remember? I, well, no, actually, I know we don't remember, but I was not alive. Yeah, me neither. But there. There is a story, um, true story. Bear Bryant quote was quoted saying, "What do you?" Well, he he was asked, "What are you going to do after you um, quit coaching college?" And he's quoted as saying, "I'll probably just die." <laughs> and he quit college coaching college football, and within a couple of weeks, he died. So I think that's what Miss Terry is trying to avoid. Um, they do have Affleck, so uh, or they, they he's a very he's a spokesperson for Affleck. Mm-hmm. So they have their their life insurance is covered. He does have an office in the stadium for uh, Alabama. Okay. Oh. So okay. he can actually act like he's coaching and still yell at the players, but it's not he's not actually the coach. I want to see these like football coaches that have retired. I want to see how they watch games off the couch. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's just gonna be. He, he probably he probably has to quit watching football, right? He can't I, watch football anymore. For the sake of his TVs in his house, probably, yes. He yeah. probably will have to retire from watching football. Right. Oh, that's tough. Yeah. Just retire from the game, go live in Montana, go shoot bears and, and fish. That's why I said next offseason is going to be real telltale sign on whether he actually comes back to the game or not. Right. Um. But uh, the other two, I got two more quotes. Okay, let's go. Uh, this, was, this one, he said, this last season was really grueling. It was r- a real grind. Mm-hmm. Um, interpretation, this team sucked <laughs> last year and I'm as good as I, uh, I'm as good as once as I ever been. So you're, you're as good once as you've ever was. Yes. Got it. Yeah. This team, I mean, it, that, that's a great, great translation. 
That's enough said. Yeah. yeah this enough team said. sucked. <laughs> this team sucked last year. <laughs> um, all right. Quote from Nick Saban. If I couldn't do that in the future uh, the way I have to. Obviously, um, what, he's, he referring to? so he's referring to like the he, as he reflects onto the future. He's like, if I can't do that in the future, like I I have to do it. Um, so he's reflecting on whether contemplating on whether he's going to retire or not, whether he wants to continue coaching in the future. Um, and he says the way I have to. One, it's him being a perfectionist, and two, his mindset is you either first or you last. Yeah, he does have a first or last mentality, and 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 like even when he does get in first, he's he's thinking about next year's first or last. Yeah. Um. Oh, I like the translator. We could probably we should probably do more of those a little coaches uh, talk Co- translator. Coaches translator, I like it. Um. All right. So real quick, I have been hearing rumors of. Brian Kelly possibly being the next Michigan head coach. Nope. 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 Why do you say that? Absolutely not. Why do you say that? Why? He's a Midwest guy. No. Yes, he is. I mean, no, that, he that, is. That's a fact. I, he is. And Michigan can pay him way more money than, than LSU can. I don't know about way more money. They can pay him more money. There are rumors going around. I know you're in denial. I can tell you're in, you're in strict denial. Um... So I guess you don't have any comment on it, except that's it's not true. I, I think it's a little too far fetched. If if Jim Harbaugh leaves, they come knocking on the door to Brian Kelly. That's what that's the rumor. I believe they will come knocking. I just don't think he's going to accept. Why not? Well, the way that he's acting right now, he kind of with his coaching hires that he's making, he's acting like he's got himself a season next year. Mm-hmm. He's got. He thinks he got. He's just the way he's. His actions are. He's kind of putting himself together a really good defensive staff. He's getting trying to get a the offense as situated as soon as he gets the defense done. And once he does, like it just seems like he's piecing something that he thinks he's got. He's going to make a run next year, and especially with expanded playoffs, I I believe he does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He's a Midwest guy. It, it's it. Let's put it this way: it's a rumor that made me nervous, and it made me nervous for a reason because there is a good possibility that he does leave LSU for Michigan. Uh, that is his. That that would be sort of like his dream job. Um, but he, let's, he always he never really he he. It's hard to describe. He tried to emulate everything Louisiana, but it was just like you could tell he's trying. He was trying too hard, and it was just got to the point where it, I was just like, "Stop trying, let's coach football." And he's done that. It's been it's been good. I, I like it. Um, he went to the SEC championship game last year. Um, we had our our problems with the defense. He's getting that fixed. Um, so I hope he does stay. I really do. I think we got we we have a great. Um, Quarterback and Garrett Nussmeyer, um, we're set as far as the offense goes. I just it, it it made me nervous because I think it uh I think it there's a good possibility that it could happen. Yeah, um, but let's not forget we didn't think he was going to get hired, and people didn't think he was going to be successful at LSU because he was a Midwestern guy, right? And he's already disproved both of those. Well, this year was a little. Mm. I, a, a, was... a Heisman Trophy uh, winner. Yeah, the worst defense of all time. 
So <laughs> that's not entirely his fault. I mean, he's the head coach, so it all comes back to him. Yes, I I blame him for the mishaps on the defense and the lack of adjustments. I do blame Brian Kelly on that. Look, two years I, ago— I don't care about Matt House. Two years ago, we had a we literally were playing our bowl game with a wide receiver at quarterback because our roster was basically only 36 people. He's built this back up. I would say it's a success, so that's just my opinion. It, you, you, so you're not saying we digress from last year to this year? Maybe a all? little, maybe a little bit. Okay, that's a, okay. That's that, that. That was my point. Yeah, we we've digressed just defensively. Correct. Which, not his side of the ball. Yeah, but here the head coach. All right. Anyways, um, let's see. We got Jedfish to Washington. Great hire. Great fucking hire on Washington's part. Um, Jed Fish, dude, he ended at, at Arizona, he ended 10 and three, beat Oklahoma in the Alamo bowl. Um, dude, bro. So he hit two, uh, some of his signature wins this past year were Washington state, Oregon state, UCLA, and Utah, all, all ranked opponents. The, the, his three losses were to one to Mississippi state. That was early, at the, I think the second game of the year mm-hmm. that was early on, um, and then the next two were USC and Washington. Washington ended up going to the national championship game, and they only lost to USC by two points in that shootout. If you remember, at the middle of the middle of the season, yeah, it was very close. Um, he now you want to talk about turning a program around? This guy, three years at Arizona. The first year, guess what he went one and eleven. Damn. Second year, five and seven. Damn. Then last year, ten and three. Damn. Talk about turn a fucking program around. This guy is it. I love Jed Fish. I think he's going to be great in Washington. Washington's getting a steal of a coach. Yeah, no, I agree. That's exactly what I thought too. I, I just the thing <laughs> is, is like I definitely think he, yeah, they Washington definitely got a steal. But I just I think it's an upgrade of program for Jed Fish. But I don't think it's in conference. But I don't think it's an upgrade on roster. I think he had a really good returning roster at Arizona that was kind of poised to make some noise next yeah. year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They, uh, I mean, Washington's got some players coming back. Obviously, losing Michael Penix um, and Odunzi uh, and Jalen Polk and Jalen Polk. They, are and they going to have um, what? And McMillan. Are they going to have Dylan back? I think Dylan's gone. Dylan's gone too. Okay, yeah. so yeah, I think the entire offense is gone. Well, I think it's going to be good. That that could be a good thing because he can get his players in there. So that'll be. That's what I was thinking. I mean, with the age of the transfer portal, just yeah. transfer Arizona over there. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Do like a, a team swap. Just a team swap. Just a roster swap. No big deal. Um. All right. You got anything else on college football? That's uh. This has been fun. This has been a, a pretty fun off season so yeah. far. Yeah. It's yeah, a signature uh, signature one for sure. But yeah, I, I'm kind of looking forward, still looking forward to you know what develops in the off season. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, because we still got where Harbaugh is gonna go. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ryan Day's stick staying put at Ohio State. Um, we still got some openings. I guess Oregon State's still open because uh, Jonathan Smith moseyed on down to or moseyed on up to um, Michigan State, uh, which. Shout out to uh, Tulane though, Tulane get uh, picking up three former five star uh, portal guys mm-hmm. transfers. Dude, dude, Tulane's making waves. Yeah, and that's not a pun. Yeah, and that's even with Willie Fritz going over to Houston. Now they got right. uh, John Summerall mm-hmm. from Troy, and I think that was an excellent hire. I think it's gonna just continue. Right. Um, bring them back to the SEC. Yeah, 
I, I'm, I'd be down. Yeah. They, they were one of the original SEC members in mm-hmm. 1930 or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the NFL. Um, let's talk about some uh, some news before we get into the the games. Um, big news: Bill Belichick is gone. They have mutually parted ways with the Patriots. Um, I we we knew this we knew this going to the, into the into the I'm sorry towards the end of the season because we heard about it at mid season, right? We knew that. Yeah, there was rumors flying about that time. Well, no, there was like a breaking. There was like a breaking news. Yeah, like an Adam Schefter report. Yeah, is that they were they had agreed to part ways at the end of the season. Yeah, and delusional Patriots fans. I have one, a friend in particular. They chalked it up to the Boston media being dramatic, which they are. Boston media is 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 they're 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 wild. All media is more wild. Yeah, yeah, but Boston. But the New England area is just it's it's like the New York, Boston, like those guys they're all fucking crazy. Um so yeah, but he did he did end up leaving. He's gone. Um he's had one interview with the Atlanta Falcons. For the love of God, please don't go to the Atlanta Falcons. I would freaking hate that. I, I I probably wouldn't watch the Saints play like the Saints next season cuz we're we're stuck with Dennis Allen. We'll get to the Pete Mark Car- Pete Carmichael firing. We're stuck with Dennis Allen. We're stuck with Derek Carr. It looks like we're going to be stuck with Michael Thomas. Like we're we're not making any moves. We're, it doesn't look like the Saints are going to be making any moves except for ma- except for the Pete Carr Michael fire. Yeah, I th- I think it will be like the definition of insanity. It's just you know doing the same thing and expecting a different result. I, but we'll get to that. <clears throat> Bill Belichick. I mean, greatest coach of all time. Good job. Yeah, the greatest run of all time in New England. Uh, yeah, he had Br- Brady. Blah blah blah. Um, I don't know what else to say. Like, I I think it's a dumb. I, I think it's a dumb move on the Patriots' part. Yeah, I was gonna say just my opinion. Bad move. Bad I, move. I think it was bad move. I think this could have been compromised by him and Robert Kraft by just hiring a GM. Just be like, hey, look, you're not very good at evaluating players. You know, look, this guy from Wesleyan College. You know that plays lacrosse. Like, he's not gonna make it in the NFL. I'm sorry. Right, but um, but let's get you a GM. Let's get you, uh, let's get him to bring in the talent, and then you coach. You just don't worry about coaching him up. Right, we could. There, I feel like there were steps that could have been taken besides you know letting go of your the the greatest coach of all time. Yeah, they, they, we we missed it. They missed a couple of steps, or they they just hopped over it. And my biggest thing is is this, and this is going to go right into the next segment that we were going to talk about, but. If you're going to try to get away from the Patriot way, you know, if you want a fresh start with Bill Belichick, but then go hire a guy that dr- Bill Belichick drafted, retired under, and coached in the Patriot system in Gerard Mayo, like, what are you doing? I don't know. They, it was in his contract <laughs> that he would succeed um, Bill Belichick. Which is fine. Like, but it, that's if Bel like, wait until Belichick retires. Right. That's what I was saying. At least let him retire. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I my th- my guess is they had a talk with Bill and he was like, "Hey, look, man, we're we're getting ready to move on. We're gonna give you the uh, opportunity to retire." And Bill Belichick just basically did the Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah, stubborn as he is. Yep, for sure. Um, so Gerard Mayo, Gerard Mayo, and I don't I don't like it. I think the Patriots like you have a fucking gold like a diamond 
just sitting there waiting for you to grab in Mike Vrabel. Like, he's a great coach. The Titans, the Titans firing Mike Vrabel is the dumbest thing of all time. Yeah. That was, that might be, be dumber. Actually, no, it's not dumber than, than <laughs> the Patriots. But, like, just what ha- what Mike Vrabel has had to work with in Tennessee, he's made the the best lemonade out of the shit lemons that he's had. I it's he he's a great coach and like honestly I would I would love to have Mike Vrabel. Yeah. I dude and he had to, he's had to go against all odds on, you know, basically his GM trading away his best player away. Yeah. And and still was able to have a good um good team. But yeah, I would I would have favored him over Gerard Mayo. No no offense, Gerard Mayo. He could be a good coach, but, I mean, the experience that Vrabel brings, he can he can have a fresh start in pa- uh, at the Patriots, so he could kind of correct his wrong, what he thought he did wrong in Tennessee and then build himself a good program. I, and he, he played under Belichick in the early 2000s. Like yep. He was on those Super Bowl teams, so he knows the Belichick way. He's... I don't know. the The Titans are stupid. The Titans are stupid. They got a great young quarterback. They're dumb. They're dumb. Um, let's see the other uh, coach firing Pete Carroll out. Um, dude, he's just too old. I'm surprised he got canned though. I got. I'm. Me too. I thought he was gonna die or retire first. Yeah. Yeah. Which he didn't look like he was gonna die anytime soon. No. He. That man has. He looks the exact same as he did in the 2000. Uh, for 2005 national championship. Yeah. Like, and, and he's got the same energy level. I know. He just he, there's some crack or something in that gum that he chews. Yeah. And then he had some uh, a little uh, jive against the ownership. Um, so apparently co-founder of Microsoft Paul Allen passed away and left the ownership to his daughter Jody Allen. And he <sighs> Kind of did a little diss that it was not football people understanding um, football that got him uh, got him fired. That's I mean he he's got a point I think I I would love to see him go coach elsewhere and just as a big f you. Yeah, I agree. I I that would be fun. I it, the Saints are kind of this in a similar situation. Gail Benson has no idea what she's doing. Um, like, dude, she's probably a wonderful lady. I just, she has no idea anything about football. She knows she's, she's like old man Benson was, he, he had it. He had the program turning around in a, in a better direction. Um, granted he did have Drew Brees, but Gail, she doesn't know anything. She doesn't know what she's doing. Um, I think as an owner, you have to make hard decisions, but also right decisions. And I feel like she's just one that can't make the hard decisions. Right. She, she, she wants to be liked, which is fine. That's fine. Go do tra- charity work. Let, let 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 the professionals do the the football. Um, but yeah, Pete Carroll out. We'll see who Seattle gets. Um, I wouldn't mind Pete Carroll going and coaching the Raiders. That would be kind of funny. That would be funny. Um, I don't think he's gonna coach the Chargers. Um, I think that's that. I think that's Harbaugh's. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah, I uh, I don't know. It, it's it. it the NFL offseason this year is going to be like the fucking NBA offseason. Like, this is going to be fucking wild. Yeah. With the, all the coaching changes all and the, potentially more. Yeah, potentially more because the commanders need co- uh, need a coach. Atlanta needs a coach. Fuck the Chargers, Raiders, Titans. Cowboys. Cowboys will probably need a coach. <laughs> uh, the fucking Eagles might need a coach. Mm-mm. 
the the oh they they want Sirianni's head. I know they do, but they're idiots. Well, okay, the, we never said anything about Philly fans being smart. <laughs> they destroy their own city, dude. They <laughs> like the Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl and was out within two years. Yeah, like the the Philly Philly is a is an a, an an anomaly. Like they they don't they don't make fucking sense. No, irrational. Um, they're very irrational. Uh, but I do. All right, let's talk about Pete Carmichael. I did. Um, he's been with the organization with the Saints organization for 18 years. He's been the offensive coordinator for 14 years. Okay. Let's do the math, okay? You had Drew Brees for majority of your career. You were doing great. You had Sean Payton as well. Sean Payton leaves. Drew Brees leaves. Everything goes into fucking shitter. You were relying on both on those two. You weren't a good offensive coordinator. No. It, basically, he's been with Sean Payton for that long. And we just found out he was just basically the um, his paper bitch. Yeah, like paper he was just, bitch. Paper bitch. Basically, he was just doing the errands for him because I don't know understand how you can be under a great offensive mind like Sean Payton for that long and not pick up on the creativity and the offensive scheming. Dude, it's 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 just mind numbing to watch the Saints play football right now. Yeah, it sucks. I, I know again. I like Dennis Allen as a defensive coordinator. I like he. I do not want just it. It really sucks because the way our ca- we're we're in cap hell right now. We are in in extreme cap hell. It's just it looks like we're gonna have the exact same team next year, and we're gonna just have to watch the Saints all over again next year. And I'm not looking forward to it. I'm like hoping to God we find we. <laughs> Please, for the love of God, at the 14th pick, do not draft another fucking mediocre offensive lineman. <laughs> Please, for the love of God. Like, go find a steal in the, uh, in the third round or right, something that's, like that. Uh, like, honestly, the offensive linemen, the t- it, they're hit or miss in the first round after the top 10. I think once you get to, like, the top 15, the bottom 15 offensive linemen, they're kind of hit or miss. The top 10, now if you pick an offensive lineman in the top 10, that means they're really fucking good. Then you can get the steals in the third round. Please let's not get another penning. Nothing like that. Like, I, please, let's, let's, let's be smart about this, okay? I need, like, that's why I'm looking forward to the draft so fucking much because I need a little bit of spice to throw into this team, this just, just bland fucking team. Yeah. Yep. Um, no, I, I agree. Um, the, did you see the initial uh, offense coordinator options? What that popped out? Now these are kind of fan decided. It's nothing rumor wise, but Eric Bieniemy, love it. Cliff Kingsbury, interesting. Yeah, Frank Wright. Okay, I like that. Eh, I wasn't so high on that one. And then Joe Brady. I like Joe Brady. That's yeah. fine. I'll do Joe Brady. Homecoming. Let's go. Let's go. I'm I'm all in on Joe Brady actually. Uh, if if we could like, if we could just like make that happen, let's speak it into existence. Okay, I do. Um, I feel like people really favor that option because they're just gonna. We're just trying to relive tw- 2019. But, I mean, we, I am. <laughs> that's, that's the whole reason I said that. <laughs> like, of course, if I can assemble that entire team on, like, just in any Louisiana team, let's bring Coach O to Tulane. Fuck it. Yeah. Um, all right, you got anything else on the coaches in the uh, NFL? That's about it. Right, um, let's, 
Yeah, that's well, all I had. Okay. Let's get through these games. Um, <sighs> Most of them sucked. I think they, that, they were bad. Yeah, they 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 were blowouts. Let, let's start Texans Browns. Except for one game, one. all of these games were two touchdown scores or more. Right, and honestly, the 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 Cowboys Packers should have been way more. Oh, definitely. Um, but let's let's talk about Texans Browns. Clock struck 12, 12 on Flacco. He uh, he went back to being you know Joe Flacco. <laughs> <laughs> but. Two pick sixes that doesn't bode very well. No, and they were early on too, and which set the tone. It was it was tough. No, they were in the third quarter. They were in the third quarter. They were in the third quarter. Because honestly, that's what I had on the notes on this oh, one. This I was a back. And, this was a back and forth game in the first half, and then the second half, uh, that third quarter was just rough. It was so rough. Um. Well, let's let's be honest. Okay. Um. This is a silver lining. Little spin zone for Browns fans. You basically limped into the playoffs with a JV team. Oh, like definitely. Your, your entire offensive line was decimated. Nick Chubb been out for the entire year. Uh, you're on your fourth string quarterback. I was gonna say that you I know it's Joe. Up. I know it's Joe Flacco, but he's technically still a fourth string, and he's old as fuck. Like yeah, it, Miles Garrett's been banged up. I'm pretty sure he's playing uh, a, little, a little nicked up. Um, you're like you just you limped into the playoffs. So like. Don't hang your head. Also, C.J. Stroud is the fucking truth. <laughs> like the he's 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 un, he's incredible, and like you ran into basically a C.J. Stroud at D'Amico Ryan's first year head coach, first year uh, quarterback. I'm interested to see how, obviously, how they finish out. Mm-hmm. But the sophomore slump. Let's see if what will they, they will they experience a sophomore uh, slump. Uh, one thing that I've noticed, especially in the NFL, is these these coaches and defensive coordinators in the NFL are so fucking good at making adjustments when they have film. When they got film on somebody, when they can study you, they will find every single tendency. It's, they'll 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 know that you're doing a play action by the way your wrist is shaking. It's dude, precisely. It is incredible how well these defensive-minded guys operate these days. It is awesome. Um, so I am, like like I said, I am excited to for the Houston Texans. I think they will be good. I'm interested to see how they do next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, this game, it was just basically Nico Collins is one of my new favorite players in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's awesome. The, I love Nico Collins there. That C.J. Stroud. Okay, I know we've said it multiple times, but we were right. The C.J. Stroud Bryce Young debate early on, we were right. Yes, we were right. We had C.J. Stroud, um, and it's it's clear and apparent that he's the best quarterback. Because when we were doing our evaluations during the NFL Combine, that's exactly what we said. Yeah. We were like the ball's coming out crisp out of oh, C.J. Stroud's hands. So nice. So like I don't know this Wonderlick test, IQ test, or whatever. Like that could that can go to hell now. Shits for the birds. Shits for the birds. Um, you got anything else on this one? Yeah, I, I like how Ryan's uh, D'Amico Ryan still runs the field. I, he's basically a team captain slash head coach for this team. Yeah, it's like he, um, the the kid that was a superstar in high school, never left his hometown type of thing. Like he just he's always the captain of the team. Just he just you know that's just his mentality. Yeah, and like every time there's a pick six, he will run like stride for stride with the defender. I. I have no doubt in my mind he could put pads on and probably still play. Yeah, dude, he was so nasty. Yeah, so nasty. 
Um, played under Nick Saban at Alabama. Yeah, and then decided to put uh, compile quite a few linebackers from Alabama. Yeah, Christian Harris and oh gosh, what was the other? Oh, Will Anderson. Will Anderson. Will Anderson's nasty. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the congratulations Texans, y'all got a bright future. Um, let's see. Let's get to Dolphins Chiefs. <clears throat> I think that the Chiefs, that, like, this is just a, a testament to how good the Chiefs are. Like, everybody was sleeping on the Chiefs. Like, fuck off. They're the fucking <laughs> Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes still Patrick Mahomes. Rasheed Rice had a fucking nasty game. It was funny because he held the rec- the rookie record for receiving yards in a playoff game for maybe 22 hours. 22 hours? Yeah. yeah. Until yeah. Puka <laughs> yep, yep. broke it. But anyways. Puka Nukua. Um... I, there, there's something wrong with the Dolphins. I can't really put my finger on it. I mean, they don't have a, they, they don't have that great of a run game. Um, I know Devon Chain and Raheem Mostert. They had great. They had really good seasons. It just doesn't look like they can run the ball. I like Tua is looking off. Also, it was cold. I know it was cold. It was that, like very cold. Those, those the cold games is when you're supposed to run the ball more. Yeah, but <clears throat> I don't know. I don't see a Mike McDaniel's offense. Being a cold weather offense, yeah. Well, you you want yourself a nice <clears throat> physical offense, ground and pound. He's got a good running game, but it's a more of I'll scheme you out. Like right. I'll I'll have your defenders going this way while my running back goes this way. But still, he was not very good against good teams this year. Like that. Well, that, that was very that, true. that was apparent. That and like that's true. why I think they they it needs fixing. There's something that needs to be fixed. I know Bradley Chubb wasn't playing. I think he just he he's got something going there. I think people were really down on Miami because because uh, like I, I'm not sure actually, but I think he's got something going. I think he just needs to put a couple more pieces and he's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Again, never bet against. I'm never betting against the Chiefs. Mahomes, he's got somebody to throw to. You know that's nice. So we'll uh, we'll see how it ends up going. I didn't really have too much on this. The Chiefs kind of dominated and it was cold. Yeah, I, I honestly I just loved all the cold memes that came around. Yep. And Andy Reid's stash. Andy Reid's stash was epic. Was fr- was frozen. Yes, it was that was epic looking. He did not give a shit. No, not at all. He, he was like I'm coaching this game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like coach game, win game, cheeseburger. <laughs> cheeseburger. That's it. <laughs> and maybe little nuggies. <laughs> little chicken nuggies. That's it, man. He's like, huh. Andy Reid get treat. <laughs> Andy Reid win game. Um, but yeah, they, that's that's pretty much all I had. Dolphins don't like cold weather. Fourth coldest game in uh, playoff history, minus nice. four degrees. Wow, that's in, that's intense. Uh, the it was kind of funny to see like the Michelob Ultra cans that were completely frozen. That that was a video of a guy pulling out a smart water from the cooler and it actually freezing immediately at, in his hands. And, yes, yeah. That's that's cold, man. That's too much. I like I love the Saints, and I probably would stick it out if I went to the playoff game and they were an outdoor stadium. But man, that's tough. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else in this? That's about it. All right, Packers Cowboys. Let's fucking go. <laughs> let's go, dude. Jordan Love was perfect, perfect, and Aaron Jones was running the ball. <laughs> it's just so funny. <laughs> the, the, the life cycle of a Cowboys fan. Oh my gosh. Of the Cowboys, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it it like it's that meme that keeps coming around every single year. It comes around. It, it's so fitting every year. Every year it works out. It's like choking the playoffs. That's where we're at. Yeah. Right before that, we them boys. 
<laughs> I mean, because they just won the division, too. The Eagles looked like they were kind of spiraling. Yeah, like this was well, they perfect. were. Yeah, and they were. Obviously, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later, but... Yeah, no, but just the fact that how they got destroyed, like they honestly, the fact that they made this a two uh two possession game is astonishing. Yeah, the it and this is one of those. This is why statistics don't statistics. It's a perfect example of statistics don't tell the tale. Analytics don't aren't always right because Dak Prescott had six over or I'm sorry over four hundred yards mm-hmm. and three touchdowns this game. He sucked. He sucked. He sucked so bad. He he could not throw the ball. Like I again, this is why these the stats are deceiving. This is why you shouldn't go all in on analytics and statistics because a 400-yard three touchdown game usually means you played pretty well and you won the game. And you won the game. The Dallas Cowboys got blown out. He got so many garbage time touch uh yards and touchdowns that like the two possession it's it was a two possession game that should have been a four possession game mm-hmm. like that's how that game went yeah um and the, just the, it was it was kind of wild because i watched the game the the game in its entirety and like it was just like the the cowboys could like if they got onside kicks they're they're on that one onside kick was just silly that was the dumbest <laughs> onside kick i've ever seen right um but yeah dude it is it's always nice to watch the cowboys go down seeing their fans cry it's beautiful and i love how the media will turn their attention solely on jerry jones yeah oh yeah i know he was mad yeah. he was very mad i'm surprised mike mccarthy hasn't gotten fired i really am i'm very surprised i thought that was going to happen pretty fucking immediately especially with bill belichick out there out there me. yeah um dak is ass dak is ass dak is ass that's that's pretty much where I got. Um, I'm so, I did. I don't know what the Cowboys do from here. I was like, that was my question. How do you fix this? I don't know. Because the thing is, is like I would say yes. Obviously, we've seen a trend with Dak Prescott and Mike McCarthy. But we there's a reason why these memes exist. This has been going on since Tony Romo days, right? This has been going on since G- Jason Garrett. This has been going on since. Almost, I want to say Bill Parcells. No, before that, huh? It's, I don't know about to Bill Parcells because Bill Parcells was more in the later part of his career. Basically, right. when he was at the Patriots and when he was at the Giants, that's when he was doing a lot of work. But uh, the Cowboys was basically kind of like his farewell tour, and like right. he was just kind of coaching, just to be coaching, mm-hmm. just be coaching Jer- America's. Jer- Jerry offered him a lot of money. yeah, America's favorite team, you know? right? Right. Um. It might have started with Parcells, actually. The, I, the, the vicious Cowboys cycle. Because they cause haven't... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think who was who was after Parcells. I, was there a coach after Parcells and before Jason Garrett? Um, There might have been. I know they... It, 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 the Jason Garrett hire just seemed like he... Jerry Jones just wanted a little puppet. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he got it. Dude, Jason Garrett didn't do shit. Um... I can't – for some reason, I just don't think it was Parcells, Garrett, and then McCarthy. I I, I thought there was um, – Somebody else that I was in, swore in there. I there was somebody else, yeah. Um, Wade, Wade Phillips. Wade Phillips, that's it. Yep. That was it. Wade Phillips. I forgot about Wade. Um, who was the guy – who's this guy? Jimmy Johnson and Tom Tom Landry. Tom Landry, okay. yeah. Um, yeah, so Pat, Cowboys go down. It's it's funny. It's just hilarious. And the Packers are really fucking good. The 
Jordan Love Romeo Dobbs connection is going to be lethal next year. Like the I'm 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 like I'm already prepping for next year's fantasy. Like I'm going Nico Collins, Romeo Dobbs, um, Rasheed Rice. Like these are all receivers that I could see putting up, put producing numbers for sure. Oh yeah, next year. Uh, Puka Nakua, one hundred percent. All these young guys. Love yeah. it. You got anything else on this? Uh, that's about it. Okay. Uh, the actual. Let's get to the actual good game of the playoffs so far. Rams versus Lions. Finally, thirty-two years. I do love seeing like you know the difference between the Madden game it thirty-two years ago versus the graphics of the Madden game now. You know the uh, what <laughs> the the fact that the Lions fans can actually text that Detroit has won a playoff game because they <laughs> last time they won a playoff game there wasn't texting. There was no texting. There was no texting. That's. It's just I love seeing those wild things. They're just they're they're it, dude. The atmosphere you could feel the atmosphere in the stadium through the TV. Like I, I would have loved to been a fly on the wall, dude. Especially like they were playing fucking Eminem. Eminem was there. Yeah, like they were playing Eminem. The the crowd was just absolutely berserk. They booed Matt Stafford, which yep, yep. good. Good. Absolutely. Good. He good. was the one that requested a trade. Yeah, and honestly, yeah. It, for sure, I, I would that would leave a bad taste in my mouth. Like I would still, it would be like if Drew Brees, at the end of his career, requested a trade to somewhere else. I would still love what he did for New Orleans, but I would I would boo him. I would boo him if he came back. Yeah, if we if we had to play him in the playoffs, right? Absolutely, I'd yes, boo him. I would boo him for sure. Yeah. Um. So I did like that. I did like that. Uh. Matt Stafford. I don't know how he stayed in that game. He was he was bleeding everywhere. He looked like he got a concussion. His eyes rolled to the back of his head on one of the hits. Yeah, yeah. I like. He's just the toughest motherfucker ever. He he's a tough guy. He he's definitely one of the last few from that you know that timeline of the tough tough quarterbacks. Yep, yep, yep. The, the, it's a dying breed. It dying is breed. dying breed. Um, the top receivers in this game, Amon Ross St. Brown and Puka Nakua, they it was they were having a field day. It was awesome. Amon Ross St. Brown. Yards after catch might be one of my favorite wide receivers to watch. Oh, absolutely. He's so good. He runs like there was 19 other guys drafted ahead of him. Yeah. <laughs> like, you could just feel it every time he runs. He was like, damn, man, that was that, was that receiver. That, yeah. You know. The, it was drafted in front of me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I alluded to earlier, Puka Nakua. One of my favorite fucking receivers. I fucking love that guy. He's he he just runs crisp routes. He's a fundamentals guy. Uh he just yeah. He he catches everything. He does, there's no ball that he doesn't catch. Yeah, because he's not overly spectacular on the speed spectrum and the route running. Right. Like I wouldn't say he's like over the top, but he's like he said, he's just in the right place, the right time, and he catches everything. That's why you that that's the 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 word you use for somebody like him. It's just he's a fundamental guy. He's a fundamental guy. Fundamental guy. Honestly, yeah. he reminds me a lot about Marcus Colston. Yeah, that that's great comparison. Great comparison. Marcus Colson was not the fastest. He he was a pretty big guy. Yeah, uh, kind of like big, Puka Nakua. Bigger guy. He's got a good body frame, and but in he wasn't the fastest. I wouldn't say he blew you away from his route running. No, he just was in the right place at the right time. He and he always he had a knack for the open. Like if he was if you were in zone, he had a knack for the gaps. Yep. Um, always caught it. Both of always them have, caught it. Bo- both of them have great hands. Yes. Both, yeah. So that's a great. That's a good comparison, actually. I like that. Yeah. It's right. A great comparison. 
Um, so yeah, congratulations, Lions fans. Uh, Dan Campbell on the O and sixteen Lions team come in completely co- complete culture change like that. He Dan Campbell is one of those guys. It's one of those stories where like you can visually see the culture change. Mm-hmm. Like you know how like you hear about culture changes in the locker room, like coaches coming in changing the culture. You can like see the culture change. Is that because he's like visually loud? Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. And he's a big guy. He's a big guy. I don't know. You just like you could just kind of like you, you know what I'm saying. It's just it's you can see it. You can see it in all the players. You can see it in the fans. You could yeah, like you can almost you can feel it. It's 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 it was just a complete culture change. It was it was awesome. You know what? And kind of the go on that point. The way that I can kind of see it is basically just the way that he expresses himself. He doesn't he doesn't give you coaches talk. He gives you authentic. He gives you passionate. Like this is his life's goal. Like this is everything that he bleeds, puts his effort into, sweat and hours. Just like this is what he wants to do, and like and you believe it. Yeah, it, it consumes him and he shows it. It's yeah. it's you can relate to guys like that. Yeah, it's no coach's talk where he just says one thing and then like we can translate it into something exactly what it is. He does. He doesn't need a translator. He doesn't need a translator. Yes. Okay, that's one the one one of the coaches that don't doesn't need a translator. Bill Belichick would be the one of the greatest coach translators. Like we or he would need one of the greatest coach translators. Yes, of all time. Uh, but yeah. <clears throat> The Rams, I, I dude, I don't understand what Sean McVay's doing. Like he called two timeouts early in the first or early in the second half. He had one timeout remaining, the which left him with one timeout in the second half when he needed him, or in the fourth quarter when he needed him. Just like in both of the timeouts, I, I know one timeout was just to save a delay a game. Like take the five yards. You need the. It's a playoff game. You need the timeouts. You will like you. You do that in the first half. Yeah. To to not take a delay a game. The second half, take the delay a game, dude. It's five yards. You'll be okay. You need that timeout. You're gonna need that, especially because it was a uh, it was a shootout in the first half, and then they again, like we alluded to earlier, the defensive adjustments. They made adjust adjustments, and it was just neck and neck the rest of the game. Yeah. Yeah. That holding call at the end was pretty big. Yeah. But Aiden's too much of an uh, too much to handle. Aiden Hutchinson Hutchinson is a fucking monster. He is. And then the last thing I had is um, you were talking about fantasy owners. Yeah. Got to be eyeing Jamar Gibbs, uh, Jameer Jameer Gibbs and Sam Laporta. Yep. Oh, Sam Laporta's definitely up there. Maybe a second round pick next year. That's, yeah. I mean, I like Ferguson and Dallas. Laporta, um, Hawkinson had a great year. Like... And then on top of Kelsey Kittle uh, and uh, Waller, Pitts, like they go there, go there, like dude, dude, this is a time to be a tight end. Yep, yep. All right. Um. Yeah. Anything else in this? That's about it. All right. Bill Steelers. I mean, what did you expect? What What else did you expect? You're You're playing. You're starting Mason fucking Rudolph. You have three turnovers early in the game. What 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 more did you want? That actually kind of brings me to my point. It, it seems like it was a big, big deciding factor for a lot of these games with the turnovers. So I went over and checked all the turnovers. So the winners committed one turnover out of all the teams combined in the wild card, and the losers committed seven. Okay, so it's the, uh, basically in the playoffs who turns the ball over the least. Yes, exactly. 
Um, Josh Allen's 52 yard run was a uh, he's a he's a monster. That little stutter step, he's 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 insane. When he's playing well, he's one of the be- one of the most fun quarterbacks to watch. He is. He is. I, I just hate that I don't feel like the defenses are aggressive a lot or as much against quarterbacks anymore. It does kind of suck because you get penalized for everything. Now. Yeah, because I, I feel like there was some guys that let up a little bit on Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes, mm-hmm. both of their guys, those runs. And I'm not saying those they aren't talented runners. Uh, runners. I've just seen some talented runners before in the past, like Cam Newton and stuff, but they got popped. Right, they did. Um, <clears throat> I mean, RG3 had to end his career because he just got popped. Right. I I agree. And it does kind of suck because it's it's almost like they they you can't you can't hit the quarterback very much anymore. And then like, do you go in for the for the hit? Mm-hmm. Do you go in for the hit because then you're 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 going to be liable possibly to get kicked out of the game because they're calling Ricky D fucking hits like that. Yep, yep. Um, he cost your team a penalty. They're going to first down fifteen yards. Like, what do you do in that situation? I so I agree with you. It's just he like. But he is a special talent. Like he he's does huge. have great running ability. He's like six five, two hundred and forty pounds. I, I think he's another like duplicate of Cam Newton. Yeah, he, in a sense, kind of is. Yeah, kind of is. But yeah, I didn't. Again, I didn't really have very much on this. The Steelers they were playing without T.J. Watt, Mason Rudolph. If you think Mason Rudolph's going to lead you to a comeback, you you. Yeah, you're delusional. <laughs> yeah, no, hadn't it been for the like the cook, uh, kicking woes for Buffalo, I think this game would have been even more of a blowout. Also, this game got moved uh, from Sunday to Monday because of a snowstorm in Buffalo. It was playing during uh, Pittsburgh Penguins game. Ah, so I think that's uh, that had distracted a little, all the yeah, Pittsburgh fans. A I get bit, it a little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, so but the Pens did win three nothing, beat the Kraken. So nice. Uh, you got anything else on this? That's about it. Okay. All right. Last game, Eagles Bucks. Somehow the Eagles make the Buccaneers look good. <laughs> you know what? You were How right. Are... You were right on this one because remember last week we were talking about the best matchups, and I was like. The Eagles got the best matchup because they got to play any NFC South team, and you were like, "The Bucks got the best matchup because the Eagles suck right, right. now." Right? The Eagle, there's, I don't know, and it it sucks because Jason Kelsey retired. Like it's just the Eagles fans are down bad. The Eagles fans are down bad, dude. The Eagles fan threw popcorn on their own coach. Yeah, he's like, "You're done, Sirianni." I saw that. That was <laughs> like what? <laughs> Jeez, yeah, dude, that's, that's like, did you forget 2022 that soon? Last year, <laughs> you were in the fucking Super Bowl last year. Like, oh. what is going on? It, you're in the playoffs, which is more than most of the teams in the league could say. The playoffs, dude. Uh. I it, it is kind of funny though, because like. Baker Mayfield running through the tunnel, smelling salts, and just getting fired up. It kind of fires me up. Mm-hmm. He's won a playoff game with two different <laughs> two different teams. Yeah. Which, it, I, I think the funny part is is just having Browns fans have to watch that game on Monday night after they lost yeah. on Saturday, yeah. knowing that they good and well that they got rid of him for, you know. Deshaun. Deshaun Watson. <laughs> um, it's just like I, I don't always – I don't know. I can't always put it on like the the organization that they used to have because like different players perform different in different situations. Like for instance, Matt Stafford spent mo- so much time in Detroit, never won a Super Bowl ring. Spent goes to L. A. wins a Super Bowl ring. It's a situation thing. You know what I'm saying? So there's I I think it's just 
Baker's put in the right situation. Yeah, but it's still funny. It is funny. Devontae Smith look healthy. That's the that's the only spin zone I have for Philly fans. Uh Devontae Smith was the entire offense. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. That's the spin zone. That's what you got to – if you're looking – if you're a Philly fan and you're looking for a positive note off of this game, just watch the, the only plays Devontae Smith catches the ball. Yeah. That's it. Don't watch anything else because you couldn't tackle the ball. And you, the you, fact you, that you, you still tackle. have A.J. Brown. Yes, you do still have A.J. Brown. He did not play. You still have A.J. Brown. I guess you can fix Jalen Hurts. I don't know what happened with him. Um He's yeah. hurt. He's hurt. We're gonna get the we're gonna get the notification. We're gonna he's, get that he, he was playing hurt. We're gonna get that Adam Scheffner report and he'd be like, uh, so Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts was playing injured with an injured shoulder, injured thumb, injured calf, and uh, Probably let's throw in a couple of injured ribs. Yes. Yeah, that'll be Um but yeah, look at Devontae Smith. That's your that's your guy. Um you couldn't tackle. The Eagles couldn't tackle. Um the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense isn't bad. Like I I do want to say that. They they're not they're not bad. They got a they got a few really good players. Um they still have some holdovers from the Super Bowl championship. Yeah. Team. Yeah. They and like I mean they still have Mike Evans, Godwin, Otten was good. Kate Otten's More. been a good good surprise and another tight end. Uh, yeah, so like uh, yeah, dude, this is the age of tight ends. But um Tampa's got some talent. I don't know how they're going to do against uh, – I don't think they're going to do very well against um, Green Bay. No. Is it Green Bay or the same for – they're playing um, – We were going to just find out. No, Green Bay uh, – Green Bay's playing San Fran. San they're Fran. playing the oh, Lions. The, the Lions. Yeah, no. I, I, I think this is going to be an easy Lions win. Um, <clears throat> the Lions could be going to the NFC Championship game, bro. Mm-hmm. That would be fucking awesome. Actually, that's a good segue. Like, you want to get into previews? Yeah. The last tidbit, though, I did have from the divisional round. All teams except one, the home team won. All teams won? All, except all one. Home, except for the Green Bay Packers? <laughs> Green Bay Packers in Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that home field advantage is huge. Oh, it's In huge. the playoffs. It, it, is, it, is, it is. I think I feel like we say this every year, but it's, it's very, very massive. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Texans at Ravens. Ravens minus nine over under at 44. I think the Texans run ends here. The Ravens are too fucking good. The only the only thing that I could say that might help the Texans is the fact that the Ravens are basically on three weeks of rest. I may I may take that minus nine, though. I will say the Ravens are— You're, you're going to take the minus nine? You think the Ravens are going to win by more than nine? No, 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 no. Like uh, you're taking plus, the plus nine. Plus nine. Okay, you're going to take the the Texans points. I miscommunicated, but yes. Okay. I also think that weirdly enough, this is going to be an over game. Interesting. I think it's going to be an over game. Uh, I do. I I'm with you. I think the Ravens win. I don't know if it's going to be a blowout like they're predicting, but I could see the Ravens winning by ten. Okay. Um. But yeah, the Ravens going to win. Um. Let's see. Packers 49ers. Another place where I think the Packers run ends. Um, this one's going to be close, though. 49ers minus 9.5, over under 50. 50.5. It's going to be uh, Mike Shanahan or uh, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Not the dad. Kyle Shanahan and his protege, Matt LaFleur. LaFleur. Well, they used to coach together, right? Yes. On the commanders. They co- Well, they coached on the commanders, and then he was also the offensive coordinator at 49ers before he was the head coach at Green Bay. LaFleur. 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 Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm picking Niners. I'll probably pick Niners by 10 if I'm being honest. 
I don't know if the over is going to hit, but um, eh, if the Niners win by ten, I think the over. Will I think there's hit. some good defenses on here. I, I would I would probably go with the under. I mean, it's a terrible the, terrible thing to do the under. But. Well, the so the defense showed out for the Green Bay Packers against the Cowboys. Jair Alexander had a good game. Like they, they, they showed up, but I don't think it was because the Green Bay Packers were so good. I think it was because Dak Prescott couldn't throw the ball. Mm-hmm. So I think once they actually hit a perfect, a, a really good system, I think they're gonna. And then Jordan Love's gonna get rattled a bit because the Dallas defense sucked. I think the nine. You know, I think of, I think Dan, Dan Quinn was coaching from Seattle, and just communication. You know, yeah, the, the line was distorted yeah communication breakdown um yeah i, I think the niners i wouldn't say i, I yeah i think the the niners are gonna win by 10 too i think we're gonna have two blowout games on saturday unfortunately i could see the over hitting i could see 49ers and packers being close though you think I so can, okay. i can kind of see both of these games being pretty close all right that's fine uh, um, you still have the niners and ravens winning though absolutely okay we, we both have the same guys winning i think it's gonna be blowouts <clears throat> buccaneers lions Another one I think is going to be kind of a blowout. <laughs> I think it would be a little bit of blowout. Yeah, this is going to be I'm my first blowout if easy, I would have to pick one. Easily say take the Lions minus six and a half. I think the Bucks had home field advantage also going against a what one in six, one in five uh, Eagles one team. One in five in the last seven games. limping into the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, this isn't this isn't a one in five Lions team. No, no, this is a very good Lions team who had defensive problems in the during the year, but. Now they, they they've got them figured out. Yeah, they got them figured out. Um, all right, last but not least, definitely la- not least, Bills Chiefs. Bills minus two and a half somehow, over under forty five point five, smashing that over. I'm smashing that over, and I don't care what the score is with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. I'm still smashing the over. Oh, absolutely. I can't not bet the Chiefs. Until until Buffalo proves to me that they can beat the Chiefs, I am never betting against the Chiefs in this game. Interesting. Not bet. I, I will take the the Chiefs. My I, I'll take the Chiefs money line. I, forget the points. I'll take the Chiefs money line. Um, I just love how we basically have the Peyton Manning Tom Brady rivalry reincarnated. Oh, it's beautiful. This I love is it. fantastic. It's amazing. Getting this every year in the playoffs at some point. It doesn't matter where it is. I just want it at some point every right. single playoffs. Yes, agreed. Um, definitely taking the under on this one. It's taking in, the under? Yes, it's in Buffalo. That plate's going to be cold as fuck. And I don't think it's going to be as much snow, but it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. Definitely taking the under on this one. Okay. Um, but yeah, Chiefs, money line. Give me Bills. Bills. All right, love it. You got anything else? I think that wraps it up. <clears throat> Alrighty, we will see you all next week. Love y'all.